the motion picture industry, the star vehicle is a tale as old as time, a way to take a bankable star and rake the public for some extra cashola before they move on to a newer make and model. We know referring to human actors as objects isn't great, but we do love a solid star vehicle. When was the last time you said no to an Angelina Jolie movie? Um, never. Do we care about plot and solid writing? Nope. Not when Julia Roberts graces our screen. So, we're watching movies the way your mom watches them. We are asking a lot of questions we'll never have the answers to, but we're keeping our eyes peeled for the stars. Movie critics, we are not. But that won't stop us from preserving this sacred art form. Join us each week as we recap, reframe, and sometimes rewrite your favorite star vehicle. The year 2000, Miss Congeniality. I'm staring at the IMDb right now. I am so curious. What's mm-hmm. your experience with this movie? Have you seen it before? I feel like I have only seen Miss Congeniality on like reruns. like On TV, like right? On TV. Like TBS? Yeah, TBS or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, TBS. And... I don't know if I've ever seen it all the way through start to finish with no breaks. I feel the same way. That's kind of been my experience too. I feel like this is the first time I'm ever seeing it is like watching it for this pod. I was so surprised at how funny this movie was. I literally laughed out loud so So many times. So many times. This movie has the lols. It brings the lols, and I was there for it. It was so funny. <laughs> like, it was truly, it was it was funny from start to finish. Agree. I have, like, a huge confession to make, slash, I'm, like, I'm not even that ashamed of it, but okay, I have, like, comprehension issues since I'm a kid. I just, sometimes I just check out at the wrong spot, and then the whole movie is just different for me. So I want, I essentially thank watched you for this being, twice. Thank you for being honest. Yeah, I have to be nothing but honest. I'm also hoping you guys can relate. Like if you check out of a movie at a really key point it, and you miss that, like going forward, the whole movie is different for you. So I watched this the whole first time through last night. Um, yeah. I didn't know what the crime, like I didn't know what they were looking for. <laughs> The crime the element is very confusing. Is crazy badly done. I I completely missed the crime. I had no clue what they were looking for. I only knew that they were looking for someone who was writing notes, like really confusing <laughs> notes, and that was it. So right. upon first watch, I'm I'm like, I have no idea what they're doing there. I don't know what they're looking for. And it feels appropriate that they're at this beauty pageant if that's where they want to be. Um, second viewing today. Right. Uh, oh my God. And Did I feel click? like. Did you, did you figure out what happened? Um, the, there's a bomb threat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With it by a dangerous poet who. There's a bomb threat from a dangerous um, Zodiac-esque killer and oh my god oh my god 
So I'm really thankful for that first watch where I was able to just live, laugh, love with Sandra Bullock, my favorite. And then on the second watch, I have so many questions about there the FBI. Is, <laughs> yes, there is. The crime element of it is very, very confusing. and So confusing. It's funny, though, because when you watch the movie, they constantly pepper in these scenes where like an artillery man is is shooting <laughs> random objects to remind you that there is something dangerous out there. But these scenes are maybe two seconds long. They're so, so like, fast. If, you blink if, and you miss. If you miss these scenes, you would have truly no idea that, that something is afoot. Because other than these little vignettes of like someone shooting a plastic doll... There's oh, very little mention there's nothing. of there's the not a thing. The impending crime. Yeah, so I remember like last night seeing a gloved hand wrapping some red string around the finger and I was like, "What is that? I have no clue what that even is." And then like you said the mannequin getting blown up in a parking lot, no idea. Yeah. Um that was them showing, not telling. The movie assumes a familiarity with explosives with that explosives. not everyone has. Because even for me, so there was intricate saying? there was intricate wire work that was presented. And it seemed, I will say that it looked like they were doing it looked like they knew what they were doing, but I didn't know what they were doing because I had no clue. <laughs> it it I, and I rarely want this from a movie, but in those scenes, I think I would have liked be he a he or she a she who was making the bomb to say, I'm making a bomb. Because that would have exactly. been a little bit more helpful. <laughs> because it was so quick that it would have been good to remind remind me what was going on. I needed it. I needed it. And normally I would be a proponent of show don't tell. I needed something. I needed someone to say something at some yeah. point. Upon and a second I, viewing, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm sure. I'm sure for the amateur explosives people out there, you know, they get it. They get it. They watch this, and they are they're they're probably tuning out right now, and they're like, "Ugh, idiots!" These people. <laughs> it's get so clear what together. they were doing. <laughs> but it felt. Oh God! It, felt it was maybe, weird. Maybe the 2000s were a different time. Well, that's entirely what I got from... What I get from this movie is like a very classic 2000s thing, which is... Um, I would have even Obviously forgot they that were this a different was a time. Thing. What am I saying? Go ahead. A dur. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, this is totally a 2000s thing that I wouldn't have even picked up on if I hadn't been recently watching some older things for um, YouTube. Yeah. I saw Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger and... yeah. Don't watch it. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. But, but there there's is, an isn't there an IED in that too? <laughs> there's like it's like let's make a children's comedy about a bomb, and <laughs> yeah. like just casually just explosives left and right, and like the, a big joke is like there's a bomb in here in this package, <laughs> and it's and it's a big big laugh, and that's what this movie does in the year two thousand. Miss Congeniality, the first scene. Yeah. There are so many goddamn guns. It's the year of the bomb. I would it's say the year for sure. of the bomb. In okay, 
Yeah, we do easy have to start. Movies. We, we have to start at the beginning because I was also taken aback by the machinery and weapon weaponry that was it's casually on display. Insane. Okay, wait. Do you want me to read the logline and then we can dive in? Okay, yeah. Let's start with the logline. Okay, it's super easy breezy. An FBI agent must go undercover in the Miss United States beauty pageant to prevent a group from bombing the event. True. I, I would needed say to true. read the logline before I watched this movie. <laughs> true. I sh- yeah, exactly. Although the only word I take oh, a- I take pause with is group, but cuz yeah, it seemed like they were advertising it as like a solo artist. But citizen, the the citizen, right? Citizen letter. The citizen. (laughs) I just wrote that this is a real comedy about guns and bombs. Um, Yeah, it's yeah. When 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 the main draw is a potential bomb scare, I definitely didn't remember that. (laughs) It's so scary. I'm so happy I watched it the first time without really getting it because I was able to just really enjoy kickback, love every second of it. When I yeah. watched it again, I was like, you, and you were tell, nervous for the bomb. You tell the Miss USA pageant there is a bomb threat and you shut that shit down. There's no movie. Yeah. I there knew no that movie. I knew before going into this again that I, I knew she went undercover and I knew she was there to stop something. But if if I was forced to write down my answer of what I thought she was there to stop and put it in a little envelope and seal it, I would have said that she was there to stop like cheating or like, (laughs) or like some sort of judging fraud. I really did not remember that she was there to avert an explosion. An explosion. I same. (laughs) If you would have told me the same thing, I'm like, she goes, she goes undercover. She's an FBI agent. I'm like, she's there for Intel. For me, it felt like right. Intel. Just like right. find out who. Very, yeah. um, in 21 Jump Street, they send the two kids back to high school, get Intel. Where is this drug coming from? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, Nowhere it's a, it's am a I thinking. It's a fact-finding mission. Exactly. Yeah. But so no. I was absolutely blown away by like 30 minutes oh, in when they're like, That's really oh, insensitive. <laughs> 30 minutes in, they're like, we tried to tell Miss USA what happened but they won't let us stop they won't let us stop the pageant and i was like what the fbi tells you that they have intel that there's going to be a bomb and and you're like nope sorry we can't the ladies yeah, are getting up I their gowns i didn't know that the miss usa pageant held seniority over the fbi but i, I learned that in this movie shocked okay we shocked. have to start talking about the movie <laughs> we are okay you want to start at the beginning Well, the first scene is kind of boring. (laughs) Yeah, the first scene's super boring. We did not need a flashback, but we got one. It's New Jersey. It's the year is 1982, and boys are bad. And um, we get our first mention in the beginning of um, my favorite. This is how I learned feminism. So from this movie, I learned fem. This is I learned feminism in the early 2000s, which is um, be a boy. That that's that's the first time we get that message, and it happens many Constantly. times throughout the movie. Constantly, yeah. He's like, the little bully is like, "If you weren't a girl, I'd knock your face in," and she's like, "If you weren't a girl, I would do the same." And he's like, "You called me a girl," and then it's like, smash cut, boom, Sandy Bullock, beautiful as ever, wearing her her librarian 
librarian glasses in the modern day. But I will say that I, the only thing that I did appreciate about the intro segment when she was a child was that this is very like reminiscent of movies of, of the early 2000s and the late 90s where <laughs> like you only have one formative experience as a child and that is what impacts <laughs> your entire it. life. <laughs> that's what the movie would have you believe. Yeah. It's like a very, like they do it in like superstar too, but it's like you only get one moment to define your personality. And this was it for her. So, okay. So we're in the present day and I feel like this is spying in the most literal sense of the word spying. Like it makes it spy. You could tell me this was spy kids and I would have been like, "Uh uh-huh. She's like got a camera and a book. Her Russian grammar book. A Russian grammar book looking at some sort of meeting and, um, you know, if there's like um, a lot of physical comedy about the fact that the, the agents in the field can't see on the little, little book cam what she's looking at. And you know why they can't see? <laughs> because because broad has got two asses. Woman, the woman's <laughs> ass is in the way. <laughs> ha 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 ha. Yeah, so Sandy is like helping them Okay, spy. I did laugh when they said that. <laughs> Just because it was so... Like, I, you, you don't hear the, that kind of humor these days. Anymore, yeah. I love using the word broad. I'm obsessed. I think it's so funny. <laughs> so yeah, so she's responsible for a shooting. And then we cut to the next day. And um, she gets a call from the office and she's got to rush, 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 rush in. And then our second really big lull from me is she she goes to Starbucks to do a Starbucks run. <laughs> Yeah, she she's living in Jersey and she gets this like frantic phone call and she hops in her car. She felt like and she's doing this like very strange accent where she reminded me of like essentially like the mayor of Weehawken. Like she was doing this very in and out New Jersey accent and she hops in the car and drives to Starbucks in the middle of Manhattan to get coffee for the office mm-hmm. leading me to question is she the intern she's the woman she's the woman but did you catch the last thing that she ordered the cd oh the compilation cd <laughs> the compilation cd i forgot about starbucks compilation cds they were phenom i, I don't think i ever i definitely never had one but i'm it was good to hear that was a real blast from the past for me because I do remember when Starbucks would have CDs at the front and then all of a sudden they were just gone. And Starbucks usually does have a nice mix of easy listening. So pre-Spotify playlist, I I would have bought one for sure. Set the mood. Okay, so after Starbucks, she's like at this pretty crazy FBI meeting, which I'm like, I wonder if that's how it works. <laughs> And we get this sound bite that makes me die. The leader goes, arson, explosives, poison. This guy never works the same way twice. I missed that on the first watch. And then on the second watch, I was like, okay. So we have someone who deals in fire, explosives, and poison. (laughs) 
and then and he's like sending these cryptic notes and they just they can't seem to get a handle on who it is it's it's a little what's also unclear is that you would assume that the first crime of the movie at the russian restaurant would be connected to this crime but Uh, it doesn't seem like they are it seems like these are two different crime syndicates and that's what confused the shit out of me yeah because i thought what they were they were trying to give us more information about the people we had just met at the bar but the this seems to be a new person who exactly who is just sending threats or is actively doing things unclear unclear you're right so i'm leaning in at this meeting expecting to hear some sort of wrap up from the night before like what went down why did they get the guy did they not whatever and it seems like nope job well done let's put a pin in those guys and we have a new guy arson explosive poison guy we don't know which one we don't know which one and then after the meeting this blew my mind she runs up to her boss and basically confesses to doing something wrong and it seems like her boss wasn't going to reprimand her if she didn't come up and say like oh my god i'm sorry very much like a a student raising their hand and being like what's the homework like she runs up and just basically yeah confesses to to her crime it seems like for someone who got their partner shot that there should be a consequence that seems like something that's a really bad thing to do but there doesn't seem to be any any sort of remedial training class or any sort of like professional development that she has to go to before she's able to proceed with the next mission exactly exactly and it's it's super confusing because like i said i i feel like i get the sense that they weren't even going to call her in for some sort of separate meeting it's just very haphazardly done in the hallway. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm not happy, but I, I have somewhere to be. And then he just like kind of walks away. I'm like, okay, okay. And then we get some more lols from Sandy, who does, I think, really great comedic work here. I'm into it. I think it's very funny. Where do you want to go next? I don't know. We could go to the bar where she's eating a pint of ice cream. No, the bar is a really interesting scene because she is at a bar after a hard day's work and she orders a pint and he even warns her. He was like, maybe you only want a half pint today, not the full pint. And then shockingly, he brings her a pint of ice cream. Yeah, tonight I'm getting chip face. (laughs) This this, This was a funny moment. It was really I was unexpected. So I was so in. I wonder what yeah. kind of relationship you have to have with a local bar where they would keep ice cream on. For you. For you. I did wonder. I did wonder. Also, wait, I completely forgot in the beginning. She comes home from that crazy night of like having a knife held to her throat and like a crazy shootout in a bar with the Russians. Mm-hmm. And she comes home and she she does a workout. She starts pun- She starts punching a... Well, not only does she do a workout, but she makes a hungry man dinner, which (laughs) because she had to refuel after a really difficult night out. I love when a movie wants to paint the picture of like somebody who's kind of like alone. It's like it's a TV dinner in the microwave. 
Yeah, it was a TV dinner. I I would have liked to have seen her eat the hungry man dinner, but she Me sort too. of she sort of just like turned it on and then went and started exercising. Yeah, that was so wild to me because I'm just like, you'd think on a come down like that, like your adrenaline's pumping and you're just so exhausted. I would just want to see her like pass out in her bed, but instead she just comes home to punch a little. little pun- punch a little. <laughs> punch a little, blast music. It has to be like three in the morning. Her poor neighbors have to deal with these emotional up and downs that she has all the time. I know her poor New Jersey neighbors. Also gorgeous, gorgeous spot in New Jersey. Great view. Okay, so they they get the intel from that very jumbled up note that it's going to be the Miss America pageant or whatever. Is it Miss USA? Miss America. There is care. a dif- there is a difference. It's one there of the There is an I don't know. There is an I have no clue. Yeah. It's one of so them. So they have the <laughs> one of them. I will not look it up. <laughs> no. Wait, it's in the log line. Oh, at the Miss United States beauty pageant. Okay, so it's neither of those two. It's, it's something different. <laughs> The Miss United States. So they, this is so wild to me. They um, are looking for someone who they can send undercover to the pageant. And they go on the Dress Up Sally website where you can apparently undress federal agents. Yeah, the the intricacies of the website and how it works are very confusing to me. But I guess you're allowed to just insert an image of someone and it will it will know what their what their body looks like underneath and you can put a dress or a bathing suit on them shocking it was shocking and this is a bit of an hr nightmare because they are they are putting <laughs> women and men in bathing suits for a laugh and everyone's sitting around and looking at the pictures and one is funnier than the next because there is nothing funnier than a man a, a straight man wearing a dress or a bathing wearing suit, a, a woman's bathing suit. Ah. And then we get the age old um, joke of he's standing right behind me, isn't he? And they've undressed their boss and he is, oh, you guessed it right behind them. And he, yeah, he is, he's, he's really sour and he doesn't let the game continue and he shuts it down. I'd argue they already, they ran the gammon on that game. They got everybody. <laughs> They got everyone, and a big disappointment is that the hot girl in the office is pregnant. Maternity leave. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Ooh, Bummer. No. Not unless you're sending her to Miss Lamaz. Oh, that was really funny. <laughs> Such a good line. And I feel like that's one of the first instances where we get the snort, the the famous <laughs> Sandy snort, which worked. It was so funny. It's funny. It was really funny, and it felt really natural. <laughs> <laughs> it did feel natural right it felt, it felt natural good. and it felt like it felt like this was it felt like this was sandra bullock at work yeah snort, snort laughing she made some really great character moves in this um i felt i felt good about them so they they unfortunately have to use sandra bullock to enter the pageant and go undercover despite everyone knowing that she's the ugliest woman in the office even uglier so than that gross. than that senior citizen lady who they <laughs> who they wanted to use before yeah this is one of those like early 2000s 90s movies like insults to our intelligence where yeah. we're just supposed to be like got it 
she's the ugliest woman in the office everyone thinks she's such a dog and no one would date her and like that's where we just kind of have to suspend our disbelief and i will say that there there is more to being a beauty queen than just being beautiful and i think that she does she does she lacks other things too like her manners and her poise also would put her out of the running to be a a really good beauty queen mm-hmm. so not only is she that. ugly but she has she has no really manners. really bad manners <laughs> So I appreciated that because it helped me. Yeah, it helped me understand why she would be so terrible in the pageant. It really, really, I, it was necessary because it is Sandra Bullock with just a little bit frizzy hair and like a little bit, like a little bit of a bushy eyebrow, which is actually very on brand now. Like people yeah. love a bushy eyebrow now, not so it then, doesn't work anymore. Not then. Not then. Not then. Because it was very I, about the thin. Because I did tell myself when I started watching this movie, I said, I said, take this seriously. Take the pageant world seriously and sh- and mm-hmm. give it the respect that it deserves. And I did think, you know, she's not ready for it. She's not ready for the pageant. And it's easy to say, oh, she's so beautiful. And she, it's they should have recognized it. But like, no, she's not ready. She isn't. Yeah, as evidenced by the way she eats that steak. Which was insane. Oh my god! Okay, Great job. Before before they go to the restaurant for her to like meet her coach, she she has this like weird choreographed wrestling dance that she does with her boss, with her hot her hot, hot boss, hot boss, who <laughs> they they put on their workout clothes and then they 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 find a ne- the nearest mat. And they sort of just kind of wrestle each other. Hit the mat. As they discuss her going undercover in the field. But it was so... I I understand it obviously had to be choreographed for safety. But I, I think it was overly choreographed because it felt very Cirque du Soleil. The way they were rolling in like full <laughs> like wheelbarrow rolls like across the mat. Yeah. Uh, and then there were a few random times where she would just like... She would just like throw him down by his neck. And it was very uncomfortable to watch because it felt very million dollar baby watching her like, like just drop people from heights and their neck would be the first thing that hit the mat. Yeah, it was wild. I basically had to stop and be like, does the FBI offer daily kickboxing? Is this slated into your day? Is this like an extracurricular? Is this something they all do? It was very confusing. Yeah, because for for an agency that really seems to pride itself on its use of like machine guns in close combat, I don't know how helpful it would be to be able to karate chop someone because it exactly. seems like it seems like everyone is equipped with these really powerful guns. But here we are. And her relationship so with him is really, it was honestly the most uncomfortable part of this movie. You think I'm pretty. Oh, no, 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 no. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I almost muted it every time she sang that song because it was, so one of the few times, it was one of the few times where I really said, no, 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 you're, Sandra, you're being inappropriate. He never said that he loved her and she constantly was singing this song. 
You wanna yeah, it was awkward. Me. You want to date me. me. <laughs> Which, by the way, I, okay, I, would underst- I could understand the song if this was like a song that people sang. But this seemed to be a song that she made up. I've, have you ever yeah. heard that song before? No, this is the song you make up on the playground when you are trying to piss off a boy. Oh, and again, like, okay, it would have made sense if in her one formative experience, she would have sang that song. But I, it felt very out of place, that song. Yeah, it was juvenile. It was a little quirky, gooky. It was light. We're keeping it light in this movie. I know their love affair was weirdly un. it was just like underdone the whole way through. Yeah. It's like, it was almost like we were supposed to assume that they had a past where they had, Mm. where they had been together, but they never really communicated that they were attracted to each other. If anything, it felt like she really liked him and he was really on the fence about her. Which is yeah, fine, I, but I didn't get any. I would. I really wanted some sexual attention. Quite honestly, I think that would have helped. I think that would have really helped me see something between them. And we got it for like half a second, and then he eats a Milky Way bar. Oh my god! That scene was her. really embarrassing. <laughs> that was so sad. Where did he get the candy? Yeah, I their love know. was really weird. It was just like an odd way to develop that they liked each other, but. It's a 2000s rom-com-y type romp, so I had to just get on board with they're going to kiss at the end. Like, I just had to get I just had to get there mentally yeah. with that. So you just kind of sign up for it. You're like, okay, this is coming. Fine. They do their daily, they do their kickboxing love affair thing and whatever. And then where are we? Oh, so then they, we get the line, um... We went to the network with the threat and they refused to cancel the telecast. (laughs) I go, this movie only makes sense if they're mall cops and not the FBI. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Also, I think this movie was confused. Is it a spy movie? Because then the, then the Kung, not Kung Fu, then the martial arts, um, like fighting sequence makes sense. Because then, you know, maybe you would need some of that. But that's the FBI. They have machine guns. Yeah, it, it was it was very, very strange. But the network refuses to shut down the pageant. And mm-hmm. as a result, she has to get glammed up for the pageant. And thankfully, Michael Caine is there to help her. Thank God. So nice to see him. As a gay man who also has taken a liking to her boss in a very uncomfortable way. Oh my God. And also at this point is when we start getting these little scenes in the background where the, 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 the killer or the mastermind is starting to do things. And it, it does remind you that, that the stakes are pretty high. Um, even if you don't know what he or she is up to, something is going on. Yeah, this is where we get like the first bomb making bit, right? Like the the red little twine that he's like twirling and making making a bomb, basically. I missed that. The whole first watch, I had no clue 
what was going on. I my brain erased those moments. I completely was like, I have no idea what this is. The um yeah, I just like glazed over it and I went straight to the makeover scene because we love a makeover scene. The makeover scene is really strange because first of all, they have to take her to an airplane hangar to become Yeah, why? To be made over with an army of people wearing these like pink uniforms and it's a strange shot for the for the big makeover scene when you leave your star in the dental chair getting like real dent- dental work done it was very like ooh it was uh, normally like you want to you want to watch them get their hair blown out but to watch them just like rattle the metal tools in her mouth it was like ooh and that didn't seem yeah, like that was the biggest priority to give no, her her teeth were fine. If anything, like time is of the essence. I would have just given her like a whitening treatment or just like, you know, bleached her teeth. You, she didn't need exactly. like an actual cleaning with the with the metal tools. Yeah, this scene was weird. I wanted that um that scene from the Princess Diaries. I wanted to see them comb out that rat's nest of a, of hair. I wanted to see a whitening treatment. I wanted to see some skincare. Yeah. We got like the weirdest wide shots where we weren't really sure what was going on at all. It was like aerial then, shots. Yeah, it was really weird. And then we would get a close up of them waxing a bare leg, like a hairless bare leg. Yeah. And I want to say as a little Italian girl with a lot of leg hair, I would have loved to have seen a little something on that leg. Even if it was fake, I just would want to see some fuzz get ripped off. But they took Sandy or maybe a body double's bare leg and they waxed it. And I was like, great. Love this for us. Now, did they work for the FBI? I have no idea. Because that seems like a lot of people to bring into an operation who could spill the beans. Exactly. So either like 30 people. Yeah, there's no way those people were FBI. They were they would have to give them all crazy amounts of clearance, right? I guess. I don't know. That seemed... was so weird. I was sort of just curious where they came from and like what their credentials were. I feel like they were an outside hire and they were just like do this here in an airplane hangar and they had to not ask questions. Yeah. So Sandy comes out. She looks great. She looks absolutely perfect. Like we knew she could look. Her hair is perfectly blown out. She's got lip gloss on. And she looks awesome. And I don't know. There's not much to say f- for me about her first few days as a pageant girl. Um, that aloha conversation was so weird. <laughs> okay. So she she goes to the competition. Candace Bergen is there. Candy Bergen is there running the show. Candy. And she meets her like local group of girls. So she meets Miss Texas, Miss Miss Hawaii. Miss Hawaii has a little bit of an attitude. And Miss Rhode Island, (laughs) who is her friend, who's going to be her friend. And somebody else. Maybe Miss. I can't remember. But yeah, Rhode Island is the one we have to cling to as like her closest confidant in this. Yes. Miss Rhode Island is still very confusing to me because we are led to believe that they are that she is her friend and she's the one that we spend the most time with 
Yet, I don't know anything about this woman. Mm-hmm. I was confused as to whether or not they wanted us to think she was good at the pageant or bad at it. Who, Miss like Rhode were, Island? Miss Rhode Island. Like, they were playing, they were kind of painting her to be an idiot. <laughs> but then, like, she wins. <laughs> so, something went a little, like, amiss for me with Rhode Island. Yeah, it's... She she doesn't strike me as either particularly, I mean, okay, she's attractive, but she's not like, you know, knock your socks off, pageant attractive. Mm-hmm. And her talent is cool, but nothing the over the top. Yeah, I was just confused at the use of Miss Rhode Island. Like, if she's supposed to be the winner of the pageant and her closest friend, I think that they needed to make me believe that she would actually win a pageant. Yeah. And we didn't get there. But, you know, okay, it's not about her. Um, the the world-famous line, like, what's your describe your favorite date, and then she does, like, April 25th because it's not too hot and it's not too cold and you just need a light jacket – that, that paints her not in the greenest light. Yeah, there's like this constant this constant dance of like always reminding you that pageants are stupid. And oh, yes. And the girls that participate in them are even dumber. World peace. <laughs> I love that. I really like that section too. Yeah. But I think that like with world peace, it's like what other choice is there if 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 you could ask for anything in the world. I know. So I, I actually I got a lot of anxiety about that question. Parole, I don't know if stricter punishments for parole violations as Sandra Bullock asked for. I don't know if that's like really the right answer. No, I really wish she had said something else there. Actually, I was really hoping for something, you know, more in character, but not that. <laughs> not that. I so. OK, so if everyone is getting up and saying world peace, I would get up with like a little bit of anxiety because it's like you're going to look like an asshole if you say something other than world peace at that point. Like at that point, we've established this is what we're all asking for. So I guess my question to you is, do you know what you would ask for? What do you think the world needs? I think what the world needs now is more pageants because more pageants. More pageants. <laughs> I don't know where pageants have gone and... I do think that it's okay to remind people what what it takes to be the best, like, and what the best looks like. Because I think we've fallen so far away from having high standards for ourselves that a pageant or two every once in a while could be helpful to remind people what they should be striving for. But like women only. Yeah, we'll start with women. And then, we'll start with them. <laughs> yeah. And then I think we could branch out to men. Sure, no problem. Eventually. Eventually. This this one of the things that I did write. Life. One of the things I did write is I thought, wait, should pageants be mandatory? And I think that Maybe. Maybe. Did maybe. you compete in pageants? What I was gonna say is one time I was I was in this acting class and it was like a two-day event and they opened the class with we're going to go around the room and everyone's going to say their name and we're going to learn a little bit, bit about you. Um, I And then they asked the prompt. They're like, what would you do? Give us your name and we want to know what would you do with $1 million? Oh. And I'm like, oh, wow. 
this is a really interesting way to start an acting class. Okay, so like I'm taking the assignment seriously as did everybody else and we're going around the room and everyone is introducing themselves like, hi, you know, I'm Chanel, whatever. And then they're going and with a million dollars, I would make an acting summer camp for underprivileged youth. And then there's like applause and then we move on and the next person, I would make a horse ranch (laughs) acting camp for kids and we're just going around the room and I'm like oh shit and then we and then we get to me and I go hey my name's Chanel and with a million dollars I would make a movie (laughs) and I felt like shit about it but like I'm not here to lie and I'm not I just so I get I guess like I kind of wanted to put it to you if the whole room was doing something really selfless and amazing with their million dollars would you change your answer (laughs) No, absolutely not. I would. I had to be honest. I definitely would say something more selfish. It was wild to me that everyone went that way with their thing. I'm like, it's a million dollars. It's not that much. Like, calm down. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, and I hate, you know, this is, a million dollars is nothing. I'm sorry. It's nothing. It's nothing. You barely you make a movie for that. You can't retire on a million dollars. You can't. Nope. You can't, like... It's 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 moot basically once you pay taxes on it. So there's mm-hmm. there's you can't really do anything with it. Yeah, so I call major bullshit on all those actors who are about to open up like summer camps for like youth. I'm like, get out of here. So that's what the world peace thing did for me. It kind of like put me in a place of real I was real uncomfortable. I was like, "Oh no. What's she going to do?" And then the stricter sentencing for parole violators was weird. It was weird. Yeah, it was it was a weird message about about law enforcement. I think that might not be as fun today. Oh yeah. That that one that's the first line that gets a rewrite in today's version of this movie. Now after she does her question and answer thing, she gets pulled into the principal's office with Candace Bergen. And Candace basically tells her that she needs to get her act together because she's like not believable and she's out of control. And then for me, this was truly the most disgusting moment in the movie. Do you know what I'm going to say? I I don't, I'm not entirely sure. I have one thing written from that moment where she said she's been fighting her whole life against people like her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a good line. But I was truly nauseated. And this is when I knew something was up with this woman. When she had her, had Sandra Bullock spit her gum out into her bare hand. Oh, I knew you were going to get triggered I was by like, that. I Bleh. knew it. <laughs> and again, pre-COVID, but I don't care if it's pre-COVID. That's disgusting. It was such an unnecessary little bit. Like, I don't get that at all. You said what you had to say, Candace. She's like, I have been fighting my whole life against feminists, which is very funny to me. This is <laughs> this a, movie is like trying to be feminist while like completely not. It's it's that um it's that sweet spot that people like to hit where it's like um yeah like I'm totally I'm totally down for like women and men to be equal, but like I'm not a feminist. I'm not a feminist. I think this is where all the bad feminist PR came from, which was movies like early 2000s movies. Yeah, I've been fighting my whole life against people like you, feminists. 
And then the gum spit was just like, was that necessary? It was gross. Oh, this is what I wanted to bring up that I don't understand. What? The whole reason she needs to go undercover for at, at this pageant is so that and make top five is so that she can have this special clearance to walk around certain areas of the stage. Is that correct? That's what I got. Right. That was where it was a little bit odd because that was the only reason that she's there is to have backstage access. But you're a member of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. <laughs> because they, what they don't think is they don't think that it's a contestant at... Well, at a certain point, they do suspect Miss Rhode Island, but they clear her after she takes her to a rave splatter party. And then they find out that the only crime that she ever committed was that she, um, what did she do? She had like some signs like indicating that she was like at some animal rights activist meetings. That's Those were the, the behind the scenes photos they had of her. She's just right. like holding up signs at right. animal rights group meetings. <laughs> so, and then she was like yeah. something about her professor. Oh, right. I don't even Did know. She... Did yeah. she sleep with her professor? She said that her professor forced himself on her. Yeah, that Other was way. not handled with levity. <laughs> no, okay. well, it was, it was, okay, what was strange about it is that Sandra Bullock's question to her is, have you ever committed a crime? And her response is, well, one time my professor forced himself on me. Y- yeah, I was like, What? <laughs> what she said something about stealing underwear she did yeah she did she did petty theft so the night before the night before the competition they decided to to inconspicuously go to a local splatter paint rave where all the ladies get covered in neon paint which must have been impossible to get off yeah, and before probably the, next the last, morning's show. <laughs> the last thing that you would want on your face the day before a national beauty pageant would be lead-based paint. Neon splatter paint. That like they're putting on like drums or something. I just yeah, have paint it was like, drums, question mark? <laughs> yeah, like they put it on the drums and when they hit it, it splatters everywhere. And it looked like a fun time though. But maybe not the right activity before a beauty pageant. Yeah, that was freaking weird. I think at this point, too, so Sandra Bullock, um, Gracie, what's her name? Gracie Lou Freebush is going solo. <laughs> so they have, like, since caught who they believe is the perp of this crime, these crimes, the arson, poison, explosives guy. And they're like, we caught him. So Gracie at this point is solo. So she has no backup or anything. She has no no earpiece, nothing. But that at that rave is when we find out Kathy Morningside threw a chair. And we find out she's getting fired. Which, I don't know about you, but that sounds like motive enough to bomb a pageant. I knew something was up when she had that gum in her hand. But you're right. This was, this was more this clear was that she was not, she was not well. She threw a chair and she's being replaced. And I mean, at this point in the movie, I am so confused at this mommy son plan. I have no idea what they thought was going to go down. It's 
Right. So the the initial criminal, the citizen, who we never meet, was caught. And whether that was the person in oh. in the flashbacks or rather in the asides is unclear. I was so confused. Yeah. It, if the person writing these letters was caught or if it was okay. Kathy Morningside's son. No. So what, what was I, Kathy Morningside? No. So what Go was ahead. <laughs> Here's what happened. <laughs> so the citizen, help. the citizen is is somebody in the distance who we've who we don't meet. And the citizen planned on doing something really really bad at the Miss United States pageant. Then mm-hmm. the citizen Okay, so then um <laughs> Kathy Morningside and her son decide, oh, this is perfect. We can also set off an explosive at the pageant and potentially kill one of the women. And we can blame it on the citizen. The citizen. Their plans go awry when they find out that the citizen has been caught and now they have no one to blame the domestic terrorism on. on. Right. Uh, what? What? So, what? And they only let us know that when at the end they like describe them as like a copycat bomber. So they were trying to ride oh. the coat. They were trying to ride the coattails of the citizen and be able to pull off their stunt and blame it on oh. somebody else. My God. Yeah. So I the whole time I thought that the FBI are clearly idiots who like they caught someone else, but I thought that the Kathy Morningside's son was the citizen guy writing all the letters. And I thought Kathy Morningside's son was the one doing those little like bomb tests like that we saw in those little asides, right? It was him, we think. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But so, they, okay, they so arrest there somebody else. Crime. There was another person. The real so another person. crime unfolded while they were looking for the perpetrator of the citizen crimes. And they were just lucky that they were there to catch it. Yeah, I think they say they like they figure out where the letters are coming from and they arrest Yikes. that person there. Okay. Wow. Well, you heard it here, folks. I just figured that out or didn't figure it out at all. I, I think just, that's just right. Have it, explained it might not to be me. right. It might not be right. But that's what my understanding was. I need a Reddit thread on this film, truly. Because then I was like, okay, so this kid has been the citizen guy this whole time and he still hasn't been caught and there's no red flags on him at all. And he's just like helping his mom in a pageant. Yeah, no, like, it was no. so weird. Yeah, I think her son oh, is somebody God. different. Her son okay. is not the citizen. So they were copycats riding on the coattails of the citizen yeah. in hopes to cause a stir at the pageant, which would potentially result in I'm literally I'm not exaggerating when I say I feel like that whole stage would be dead if a bomb went off which feels excessive right and I I do I I okay I understand that a bomb is a really flashy way to get attention okay sorry for the real FBI who are listening in I don't act like I I have no intention of doing it's a comedy podcast you guys I have no intention of doing this (laughs) I repeat (laughs) okay so but to blow up 
a pageant contestant. I'm not sure what the message is there. Because the message I... I would take would be, I don't like this pageant. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm blowing up the contestants. But her message that no she wants clue. to convey seems to be, I want to be here. And I really should get my job back. Here's, so what she, me... here's what she should have done. She didn't think of this. What, what Kathy Morningside should have done, Candace Bergen, is that she should mm-hmm. have had, okay, she should have had the, the ex- explosive crown. That makes sense. And they should have put it on the winner. And then what she should have done is she should have been the one to take the crown off and throw it. So she would have looked like the hero. Oh, and, and then, then she would get her job back. Yeah. I wonder why she didn't think of that. <laughs> I, I wonder why this team of writers went with this weirdo bomb plot instead then of that. It, then she would have been the hero and they would have had no choice but to give her her job back. Well, exactly. I mean, I've, ri- I've written it all over my notes for this movie. I don't understand the intention of this plan. I because don't if, get it. Because if, if, if the winner does get blown up, then that's really on her watch. You know, that was, that's her. I wouldn't reward somebody with their job Mm -hmm. to. It seems like a real get even moment. She's like, okay, you already took my job from me. Wait until you see what I'm going to do. I'm going to kill someone. (laughs) (laughs) Ha 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 ha. Also, she meets with the FBI in the beginning of the movie. And okay is an FBI agent running around her stage. No problem, right. which I understand. You have to do that as to avert suspicion. But what? What? She's not even scared of Gracie finding out. She's not like keeping Gracie at an arm's length. Like, oh no, don't don't find out my deal. She's just like, welcome. Welcome to my stage. Right, right. And I guess part of that is to like, you know, not letting the audience know that that Candace Bergen is, is the villain. But the other part is also like, huh? <laughs> Why? What? <laughs> Why I, are I you really doing enjoy your rewrite. I love your rewrite. We need her to look like the hero. That's what I would do if I was trying to get my job back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. You, wow. wow. Or even you better, I would something. have set Sandra Bullock up to look like I would have planted the detonator yes. on her thrown the cl- thrown the crown and i said everybody freeze everybody freeze and i always said ladies we're going one by one and i would have done a little kind of you know pat down of all the girls and i would have found the little the detonator on sandra bullock see a framing makes this so much stronger yeah and then i would yeah, have this, this then i would have sent her to town. then she would go to yeah then she would go to jail yeah i just didn't understand the mother-son plan at all it made no sense i what is the perfect okay this plan goes off without a hitch perfectly what is what's kathy the next morning she wakes up and she's like ah i've just killed the top 10 of the miss usa pageant like is that the goal like she wants like world attention maybe but she also would have been caught with some of the ricochet she was pretty close to, That's what I'm saying. To the You're running the risk of also dying. 
while well, you're holding that clicker real close. Yeah. I love that ending fight though. If we'll if we'll pause on the logic of the bomb for a second, they are manhandling a crown with a bomb in it. <laughs> and it's great. And it is a real pile on. And there's a lot of tears and a lot of comedic crying. And Sandy is trying to wrestle that crown off of Rhode Island's head. And it is so fun. And to get to Miss Rhode Island, she has to, which is something you don't see every day, she has to punch a lot of other women in the face. And she does end up punching Miss Texas in the face, which was a real funny moment. Because the only thing that I remember about Miss Texas is that she works in a homeless shelter. And then my favorite line was that, and she eats all the Mexican food she can get. She can get. <laughs> I was like, I'm at, at the shelter? <laughs> yeah, if we take out all the bomb stuff, which on the first watch I did, this yeah. was so much fun. So fun. I also want to point out, okay, they pick the top 10, but then they continue on with the swimsuit competition. <laughs> what was that about? Okay, yeah. The the structure of the pageant was unlike anything I've ever seen before because they do they 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 did different stages of the pageant across multiple days. Mm-hmm. Only outdoor indoor out, outdoor indoor <laughs> events only to have them redo it on the, on the stage last day. as if it was for the first time again. And, and specifically the talent competition. Number one, I'm glad they did the talent competition twice because we got to see Miss Rhode Island do her batons with the fire, which was a real treat. Mm -hmm. What I didn't understand was why Sandra Bullock's character was dressed as a milkmaid in order to, (laughs) in order to do play glasses, (laughs) to play the glass musical instruments. Why was she dressed as a milkmaid? That is one of those moments where it, that's one of those moments for me. Is that because it's sexy? Yeah. Like, so okay. So th- that's one of those like, moments is, that actually hyper made sense to me, which is which is weird that it even did. But I don't know what I've watched. I feel like I've watched some pageant stuff in my past because I would like to go on record here saying I think most women my age probably grew up thinking they were going to be a beauty pageant queen, which is such a weird thing to think. Oh. But it was really shopped to us. Maybe it was toddlers and tiaras. I don't know. But this like pageant life was really shopped around. And much like you thought you were going to get discovered in a shopping mall, you also thought you were going to win a beauty pageant. I don't know why. I don't know how. Maybe yeah. the women of the maybe the women listeners can like comment and let me know. But for some reason, you thought you were you thought you were going to be a pageant girl. And I feel like I remember watching things on pageants, and the outfits are just supposed to be sexy. And it's supposed to be kind of whatever you want. And I feel like there's like the male fantasy of a milkmaid oh. <laughs> costume. You know, like that beer, that beer lady. It, it Basically take a trip down the sexy aisle of Party City. Yeah. Take, take your pick. Then uh. just go do whatever talent you were going to do already. <laughs> so she could, have been, what... she could have been a sexy nurse playing those. She could have been sexy nurse doing the cups. She could have been... Sexy little Miss Riding Little Miss Red Riding Hood playing Ooh, sexy those cups. Nun. Sexy nun playing the water cups. <laughs> Got it. I couldn't believe it. And then at the end, like this if is she a was playing you... like a German song, I would have said, Okay. Oh, cool. Theme. Yeah. Or if she was making pretzels or something. But she's just playing water. <laughs> she was playing water cups. 
this is a moment you blink and you miss but um she's like hey get away from my cups at the end because she has to go back on again and they're all drinking them (laughs) (laughs) why are you stopping at a random table of open containers to take a sip backstage of just like water from different cups in different shapes and sizes but like ew ew (laughs) i don't even like the water on my nightstand the next morning no and they're like all these women are like "Mm, i'm thirsty (laughs) let's go to the prop table (laughs) and sandy is like get away from my water and then she she goes on stage and she's like the girls were dehydrated so i decided to do something else I really did laugh a ton in this. And Sandra kind of kills it with a slapstick, which you wouldn't think she can do, but she can. It's a lot of really, really funny, funny moments. Yeah. And then we have that fun little epilogue scene where she is granted Miss Congeniality. As deserved, I guess. I'm not really sure what a Miss Congeniality in the pageant world gets the award for, but she certainly was like most involved. I like looked it up and it's Miss Congeniality in the pageant world is is the friendliest. (laughs) (laughs) Which I guess after pizza night, really, she really warranted that. Oh yeah. She brings the pizza and the light beer. (laughs) Also, okay. So second runner up of pageants is supposed to take over if the first, like if the winner can't do the duties. So are we to believe that Sandy may have had to have shown up for some duties of the, of (laughs) The winner. I guess you have to watch Miss Rhode Island. I guess you have to watch Miss Congeniality too. Armed and fabulous. Ooh, Ooh. did you? See, I haven't seen that one. I've never seen Miss Congeniality I've never too. Seen it. So, do you have any other ideas that we didn't get to? I did find in my notes where I did actually draft out what I was going to say for if I was going to like the question of like if you could have anything in the world, what would it be or whatever the one is. What was the question? Oh, oh yeah. What is it? It's like if you can do anything, you I can don't, make anything. It's, it's whatever. It's, if you could make whatever come true, something, mm-hmm. whatever arrives at the answer for world peace. And yeah, I wrote, the answer is world peace. I wrote, I want the man that accused Gwyneth of running him over on the ski slopes to rot in prison for the rest of his life. <laughs> That's what That's I a good want. One. That's what I think would solve most of the problems. Did Gwyneth run someone over on the ski slope? That's what he said. You don't remember that news Allegedly. Item? This like I don't guy out of, of nowhere, news. this rando accused Gwyneth of like running him over on the ski slopes. And then his story shifted multiple times. Oh, that's how you know that he's just in it for the fame. Exactly. I would let Gwyneth run me over. Same. And then I would say, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You appreciate it. Yeah. Basically, the last scene, she gets up to do her like acceptance speech and she does that whole thing where she's like, I used to be one way, but now I see, you know, um, she's learned her lesson. She's learned that these women are worth something. You know, they're not stupid bimbo idiots, whatever she calls them. She's like, they're smart. They deserve respect. That's right. She gives her little speech. And this just this movie just reminded me of this is the kind of feminism that you were taught to be okay with. You were taught like um, Sandra Bullock's character has learned that you don't have to be against anyone actively trying to be feminine. Like you, it's okay. We can all live in harmony together. And it's a really nice 
innocuous pre 9-11 movie the the thought that you could use a bomb in a movie and there's no repercussions for it like who would be offended at a bomb (laughs) yeah like the bomb is a punchline it's a funny funny punchline hope she can hope she can throw it off her head before it detonates ha 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 yeah like you would expect there to be crisis counselors thereafter and people like to help these women after but no they're they're ready to move on yeah, you've seen movies like that where there's like the aftermath is a little messy. There's open ambulances, like sirens and lights and girls crying. None of that. We just wrap it up real nice. She goes and gets her Miss Congeniality Award. And um, we can only hope she she has redefined feminism in her own brain going forward. It's no longer, you know, act like a boy. Yeah. Now it's act like a boy if you want to. Okay, I have nothing more to say on Miss Congeniality. That was fun. That was super funny. Steven, this was a pleasure. I will definitely see you on the next one. Oh. And that is a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Bye.